Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. Walsh. Game week 27's passed. Coon cappers fly. Coon owners survive. Non-coon owners want to die. <laughs> oh, man, dude. How'd you do? <laughs> How did I do? I've been dreading this day for a while. Uh, 56, non-coon owner. I plummeted from 20 to 49K. Um... Yeah, I mean, I've never been so dis. Uh, squeaky toys in my dog. Uh, dog and squeaky. It's a it's a Thursday morning pod. Everything is fucked up. So just bear with us. She's trying. She's trying to cheer me up from the dark. <laughs> she can sense my. She can sense how dark I am, and she's trying to make me giggle with the squeak. But I, we can't have this. I need to do something about this. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. So yeah, I've never been less happy to have a fourteen point or a thirteen point captain. Like I just no coon, no returns anywhere on my team except for like what happened to you the other week. The three people that everyone has, Kane, Salah, and Sterling, every single other player of mine got like one point. Um, really though, the cherry on top were my transfers. Used two free transfers, ended up taking seventeen point hit. As pill and the ass out for Smalling and Callum is just Ugh. my three points, twenty points out, three points in is just I could not take it, and I'm a disaster. Alonzo didn't play. Thank you for yeah, fucking you kept your life Alonzo over As pill. That was problematic. Yeah, I mean he returned to full training, and then after the game he had a different injury than what kept him out before. It was like yeah, his ankle or something. Brand new ankle injury that no one it's, knows about. And then I get like off the bench. Stevens buried as third on my bench with seven points, first return in, of the season. Started Pope over Adrian. It's just it was so brutal. It was by far my worst game week of the season, and I feel horrible. I've usually when I do have bad weeks, I'm still kind of like, oh, it'll be better next week, or like it doesn't really hit me that hard. But this weekend hit me fucking hard. Yeah, everything possible went. Went wrong for you. It seems like, yeah. and you've just had it. You're in a bad run too. Like you have this low game week rank this week, and four weeks ago you had your lowest game week rank of the season. So, yeah, I don't know. We yeah, gotta like, find a way out. It's like I've just been treading water the last four or five game weeks, and I was at 14k for a few weeks, and I thought I'd be able to push into the ten top 10k and. I really had my sights on a 5K finish this season, and I've just lost all of that. So now I'm just hoping to crack 10K. I mean, as you can see, we'll go to your team, but it's just getting really difficult to rise because a lot of the good teams are good, and this year, every year gets harder, and there are more and more good FPL managers in the top 100K, top 50K, 10K, et cetera, and it's just it's, it's tough. So Yeah, it's been one of those things with you treading water where I was like, it's really like the story of Kuhn. Like you were, your team was in a position where you couldn't conveniently get him without like really four transfers or totally ripping it up. And you were kind of well, surviving, surviving, surviving. 
And then he scored four goals. Yeah, like the thing, I was trying to do a dissection of what happened, and when I decided to not get Kuhn was when the Spurs double game week was coming in, and I decided to spend a few transfers. I had two frees that week and get in Spurs mid, put money in Ollie and Erickson instead of getting Kuhn up top with with Kane, and it just proved to be extremely short-sighted and dumb. And I mean, we'll get to Kuhn later, but what about you? How'd you do this week? Yeah, Kuhn is, he's everything. So... Yeah, I have Kuhn. Um, at 82 points, I have Kuhn, which is fucking 21 points, not captained. I have Salah, 26-point captain, and I still only went up 3K, which just tells yeah. you everything you need to know about like the scoring, the high scores of this week. The top 10K average is 81, and I had 82. And I fucking 82 points, 1 million game week rank. Like, it's insane. I didn't actually go up at all and the Chelsea match was was the real like dagger of the week because it was last and before that I was up like 15 20k which was super solid I would have been stoked but I don't know just everything went wrong and that just everyone got cleans and some people still on has and he went off and it was just bad but you know I won in, I won in the cup which is good um I also brought in Smalling, which feels really fucking bad. He's just a diving merchant, absolute piece of shit. We both we both had the same decision, Smalling versus VVD. And I think we both went with the more defensive, more pessimistic, more bus of a team because, I mean, clean sheet points in its essence is a team, team points. But VVD is just one trillion times a better player and Liverpool's just a better team too. I mean, we'll get to that later, but it seems pretty clear that like Liverpool and Spurs are in some order number 2 and number 3 in the in the league. Like that's a thing that's happened. Um I had a huge fuck up with Ogbonna. I wrote in lineup lambs, which means this is a decision I thought about and I made a decision and blah 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 that I was going to start Agbana over Duffy, and then I, I don't know, I'm fucking shorted out and started Duffy, so I lost four points there. I had 0 for 5 and clean sheets in the back. It was really just, uh, other than the same guys that scored for you, Salah, Sterling, Kane, I had Coons 21-pointer, and I had a Shaq, who's just been great for me, score max bonus. So that you know that's huge and kept me afloat. I mean... The Matt Ritchie goals minus seventeen points for me of triple United defense. It, there's it was weird, weird up and down week. So yeah, uh, defense is just I've just been so bad lately with picking defenders. I mean, just I, I feel like I haven't had it clean yet in like three game weeks or so. For my yeah, it's just, just like terrible. that one Vardy like half chance that took. Three individual huge mistakes from City players to even get to that chance is wipes the Laporte clean, and then ah, it was just like a fucking. It's just ugly. It's just an ugly yeah. thing. Yeah, defense has been absolute impossible the last few game weeks. It's just been low points everywhere for my team. I mean, like Jones didn't play when they had the clean for me, and then Walker yeah. has the City haven't been keeping cleans and. Yeah, we just got on. It seems like we got on the wrong teams at the wrong time. We're like Liverpool's keeping cleans and Spurs are keeping cleans. And 
and Swansea is like the cheap team keeping cleans, and neither of us have them. And of of course, Alonso got dropped for you, so you didn't even get the Chelsea clean. Just like, fuck, yeah, what the fuck can we do? And like the other <laughs> thing, I was also talking to some folks on Slack about was before the game week was taking a minus eight, which would have involved getting Aguero and Naughton and getting rid of like. Bernardo Silva and my Chelsea defenders, one of which didn't play, it would have just been so good. It's crazy. But, like, and then, if, fuck, of course, like, if fucking Mane and Bernardo Silva both go insane in UCL. Like, Bernardo scores, yeah. Mane hatch. It's just like, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? I was so pissed off. And so are you. And now people are like, should I bring Mane? And I'm like, kill myself yeah like, well that's what, I was about, me. that's what i was about to ask you like do you have a changing of heart on Mane out since he just had it and it seems silly to get rid of someone who just hat tricked i obviously i was in full rage mode watching Mane in that southampton game of just him fucking everything fucking up and looking shitty up, yeah. but i mean i'm not ne- i was never realistically going to spend a transfer there like he's so set in my team because i have obviously bernardo's a huge problem he just makes side passes and it looks awful and then now with small Inc, i have so many more important problems than like getting rid of mane with good fixtures you know yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um i yeah. mean i guess we're, well, you want to transition into yeah this let's talk. do let me do the um housekeeping yeah, do the housekeeping. So, february fmlfl prize league mug league leader First two game weeks of the month down, Jack Walsh, a.k.a. Jack Walshy, flying at 119-point game week. So needless to say, he's in first place. And there's only one game week left in February, so the mug is coming. And then shout out the top of the FML field, Public League, tied for first, John Arne Gulhorn, Gulhorn or something. You definitely pronounce that right. Uh, 100% wrong. And <laughs> Clark Hutchison, classic. Clark doing his job. So, yeah, let's go on. Did you want to kick off with Mane and Liverpool? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, Mane looks bad, but then he just hat-tricked. I mean, Liverpool look good. Firmino just keeps scoring. And that's the thing is I got Mane over Firmino, and it's I don't even want to find out how many points I've lost with that decision. It's been a lot of points. Yeah, probably and, like close to 30. Yeah, probably. And the reason why I got Mane is because he genuinely has hat-trick potential and I want to have an explosive midfielder there instead of someone who, like we talk about with Firmino, doesn't shoot that much. You know, yeah. Yes, he creates a lot of chances, but just doesn't shoot that much. I mean, a double return for him is a goal and an assist, which is totally fine, but he, I mean, he does not have hat-trick potential. He never really takes three shots in a game. And then Mane fucking hat-trick actuals in UCL, and I yeah. just cannot catch a break with this shit so I mean I don't think I would be buying Mane right now but you could do worse so when you have like Kevin who's a little bit more expensive but the most steady thing ever and then Hazard starting to really look a lot better even though he's a, a, even that much more expensive but I would rather have either of them than Mane probably yeah definitely Kev I mean we should we should talk a lot about Kev this pod because it's just automatic. Like he's just unbelievable, and everyone—it's him and Salah for like Player of the Year, Ballon d'Or. Like they're just both insane. So yeah, Kev is just so so consistent. Even though they're mostly assists, they're a lot of fucking assists. Um, Kevin has Kevin has twenty five bonus points on the season. That's insane. I mean. Yeah. 
like Salah has twenty two goals and only twenty three bonus points. Like he just does everything that is good for bonus. Basically, yeah. works super hard, pass percentage, creating chances, all that shit. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kev, uh, we've both thought about it, him a lot, I feel like, throughout the season. Like, oh, I could just get Kev here, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, it was we always, both started, we we both started, started with him in our, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that tells, I mean, when we, had, when we had 100 million budget, like, he was one of the first names in our team that we kind of built around. And then we just sold after he played DM for two weeks. We both sold him game week three, and we haven't got him back since. And it's been and very he's just bad. Been, He's been a, a season long hold. Like if we oh, yeah. if we somehow managed if we had an injury in our team in like game week three or a red card suspension, we wouldn't have gotten rid of Kev and he would still be in our team, no question. Just automatic yeah. returns all season. It's been yeah, he's the second most points in the game behind Salah. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, yeah Mane, I mean, it's tough with him because someone like Hazard it's just they're both so inconsistent. It's like I'd almost rather just save the money with Mane. Like he's had the stats, he's just not been passing the eye test at all. He's been so bad, like just in the in the final moments, just fumbling the ball or fucking up a pass or whatever. And then all of a sudden, this happens, and it's just like, oh yeah, like he could just do that any week against any team. So yeah I don't know he's a good hold i don't know I don't know how I would discern like has versus Mane, though because you know a has run of blanks is right around the corner, yeah, but I mean he's got six goals in his last six league games, and Jerudin is really good for him, and it seems like yeah he's just so much more of a consistent i mean he's the threat. main man, yeah, he's the main man, and Mane just fucking Mane I don't know what he does not the not the main man or the second main man. Yeah, <laughs> he's Plus like Hazard. he's playing deeper. He's playing wider. He's playing on the wrong side, Mane. But yeah, yeah, and like Hazard's got bonus every little assist return. I mean, he's just gonna, he's just better. He's but just again, good. I mean, you're you're paying for it. He's one and a half more. So yeah, and and the fixtures are very bad for Chelsea. God, when I fucking shouted Hazard and then didn't get him, it's just so typical. Something I do all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Liverpool are really good, though. And they, I mean, we'll talk more about the blanks, I think, in next pod next week because all the FA Cup games will be played and we'll actually know what the fuck is up. But one of the things we do know is that Liverpool are guaranteed a fixture in game week 31. And I just feel like everyone should be gearing towards three Liverpool players at this point. I mean, like, there's good picks in every slot, you know, like Firmino's a good pick, Salah and Mane are good picks, Bravo, arguably Gomez, VVD are all good picks, and Karius is a really good pick. Karius, I think, is the best pick. Yeah, I mean, he's 4 and Yeah, the price is right there. We're keeping cleans, you know, so. The one thing, I mean, I think you should have probably three Liverpool players just because, I mean, Salah's an auto, so it's really just two Liverpool players just because... There's a lot of value in defense and now goalkeeper and then Firmino and Mon I mean Firmino's definitely a good asset. Obviously we're fucking stupid with Firmino, but I'm less doing it because they have a fixture in thirty one because I'll probably end up free hitting in thirty one. But we're again we'll get back we'll get really deep into that next game next pod, but I think that the blank in thirty one is going to be so much more than the blank that's going to come. I think in game week thirty five. Yeah. Um, 
there are probably going to be more fixtures on in Game Week 35, so we'll probably be able to scrape by with like 9 or 10 in that week versus Game Week 31. I mean, I don't want to be having like Everton and Stoke players, so I'd rather just take... I mean, if I only have three Liverpool players in my team of the Game Week 31 teams involved, then I'm taking... You're still you know, going I'm, I'm using my I'm using my free hit to get an 8 players so I'm minimum like that's almost uh, almost no, a short you're right. 16 that's, a, that's the wrong way to think about it you're getting yeah. three Liverpool players because they're really fucking good and have good fixtures yeah. yeah and I mean if you're free hitting there with a team like mine where I'll have say three like I'm having 16 points for free just for minutes played by using the free hit chip whereas if you wait and you free hit in 35 and you have like seven or eight start players in your team playing that week you know, you're you're ripping out less zeros, whereas and you can maybe make a transfer or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that's that's in my head and we'll talk more about the specific teams once we have the information. But yeah, next pod, next pod. Yeah. Um and then let's I think I mean let's go over to City and Kuhn because now there's talk of like I'm I'm sure Kuhn like price rose, I haven't been checking it, but now Jesus is back. Obviously you hold as an owner, but I mean I'm still like I can't get him. I mean unless if I remove Kane which I'm absolutely not doing now that the fixtures are so much better for Spurs. Um I'm I'm still not going to get him. Do you think that's still just stupid or do you think that I, I this is the hardest thing of the like the season or at least the last couple of months I feel like is like what what to do for non-coon owners and and how to project coon going forward because of Jesus's return. Obviously they don't need a play first teamers in the second leg of the cha- this Champions League round but they will you'd think have the league wrapped up almost by the time the next round of the Champions League starts so how does he approach that is it just Kuhn for Champions League Jesus for league like I no one knows um I I agree I wouldn't be bringing him in now but at the same time he's I think second to Salah on the season for points per match which is yep. crazy, you know, like most of the season we've been like complaining that no one's nailed and rotation and blah, 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 and he still managed to do this. So I think you're right. You definitely keep um, if you have him and you just pray that he's in the team sheet and, and pray it never ends, even though it probably will end. But yeah, I don't think I'd get him if I didn't have him because there's just you're probably going to have to remove one of, if not two of your best players to get up to him. And it's just, there's just too much risk to like ruin the structure of your team and drop guys who are still good to get him. Yeah. Like the one thing I would say is if I had, say, like Firmino and Alonso, like that's the easiest double switch I ever make in my life. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, if you, I mean, you only need a little in the bank, but I mean, Chelsea have some tough fixtures coming up. And I, I mean, Actual fuck Alonso, but if you have him in the seven region, like that's a double swap that you could probably make on with two moves, and that feels good to me. I personally don't have that, but I'm sure a lot of I mean, Firmino and Alonso are, are both in a lot of teams. So if you could do something like that, t- turning Firmino into Kuhn seems good to me, just because of the upside. And while Firmino is ticking along and having good returns. When Aguero scores fucking twenty million points in a game week, I mean, I don't have it, but like you feel that huge in a huge way. Whereas yeah. Firmino's not going to bury you. So, yeah, I mean, that's so. I guess what we're talking about is like, would you remove 
Kane, and we both agree that absolutely no, not. Definitely not. But if you have Firmino or Lukaku or Vardy or I don't even know. I feel like no one else is high enough owned to even You're like talk about. Yeah, I guess a lot of people kind of did get Aubameyang, and I don't know actually if I would make that switch. I would maybe hold Aubameyang. Yeah, I mean he's five point three percent owned. Like I guess some hardcore Arsenal fans brought him in, but not many. But if you had Vardy, Firmino, Lukaku, any of those kind of still high owned guys, Firmino, I'd probably make that switch too. I mean. It's he just a, scored four goals. Yeah, like you it's want, the same you want with, a player. It's the same with Lukaku. It's the same with Vardy, as we were just saying with Firmino. It's like, yeah, they're scoring. Like, is Vardy going to be able to keep up like fifty-seven percent goal conversion? Absolutely not. And he's scoring one goal a game. It's not. I know. mean, Lukaku is the worst value player in the game, of course. But There's people no, still you have cannot argue against that. We just can't yeah. emphasize it enough how how bad he is. He's a really yeah. bad pick. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean like some people still have like Rooney, like if you could find a way to turn Rooney into Coon, you're flying, but that's now we're already talking about like, you know That's a lot of money. That's a that's ton not, of yeah, fucking money. Ton. So that's I don't three know. Three moves and that yeah. That's three moves, it's a much different case than like for me. Alright, that's an, that's enough of that. Yeah. Coon dude, yeah. It's tough. So I think and they, they so might the, not even play in game week twenty eight, also, is a thing that we should talk about. Yeah, that's they a might good not point. play this really? game week. They might not play because if if Wigan takes them to a replay, if they draw Wigan on Monday in the fucking FA Cup, then they will not play this game week. City will get postponed. I had no idea about that. Okay, yeah, well, that's so like, there's so much shit still in the balance. No one should really be making any transfers until after all of the FA Cup games are played, and then there's still Champions League. So there's yeah, just like I mean, so much shit before the next game week. The other thing is, I mean, they are not going to probably not going to play in game week 31. So unless if you are committed to free hitting, unless like if you don't have the free hit chip, and then they have Arsenal, Chelsea, like Champions League, all this shit before 31 when they're blanking, it also makes it feel a lot worse. Yeah, they're to bring Aguero in now also, but they're currently he could also score 35. 35- 97% chance of them blanking in game week 31. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he could also score 35 points in the next three game weeks, and then you're just like, fucking don't give a fuck. And he has 66 points in his last five home matches. That's a lot of points. It's so a I lot think, of points. Um, to bookend the Kuhn talk, I think lessons learned is probably like, his ownership really did start creeping up. Um, about three game weeks ago, when mm-hmm. the Jesus news like he was going to be out for another three, four weeks, and then there was that one week, I'd say about four game weeks ago, where he had a home fixture, and which one? A home West Brom or home New? I think the home Newcastle game. That was when all of a sudden his ownership and captaincy percentage in the top ten. Kai was like, wow, like a lot of people have him. Yeah, that's when I capped him, and yeah. a lot of and like a lot of people in Slack capped him. Jason, yeah. Nate, everyone capped yep. him. Yeah, yep. yeah, and that was when I mean before that when he was getting his he started getting his run of games. It was people were very slow to bring him in just because he was expensive, and um, I think they had. They had a couple tough fixtures, like they were at they Liverpool, Liverpool and shit like that. Liverpool was the one that they had that was like there was like an international break or something, and yeah. it was like they're gonna come back and play Liverpool. It's not great. Like just yeah. wait until after. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then he came in for Newcastle and hat tricked on 17. So I think it's something moving forward is just if there's a player like Aguero in the game, I mean, it's similar to like Kane. If people didn't have Kane or at some points in the season when he had a hat trick and a lot of people captained him, you feel that as almost a season ending game week because right. you're plummeting and it's so hard to climb back from not just a small red, but like a huge red, which is what I had this week, for example. And if there's a player in the game that has hat trick potential like that and is owned that highly, the risk reward is not there. Like you need to do whatever it takes to cover yourself with that player. You could have a small red if you take a hit and maybe he gets one goal or, or a double return or something if you're going to captain the player. But I think it's a little bit of, it's less like fun and it's more just pure strategy of how to look at the players as like commodities and looking at the ownership and how you can cover yourself from not having a disaster and nightmare. So, right, yeah, it's it's preventing what happened to you this week, which is minus 30K, by taking a hit which might be a minus 5K type of move. Yeah. So it's something I would definitely want to, my, definitely my biggest lesson of the season so far is that. And it's something that hopefully we'll, we won't make the same mistake next. I mean, you didn't make the mistake I did. Um, yeah. Hopefully something I'll, I'll personally learn from, but I mean, that's what makes the game fun and really interesting. And that's why I think we are both addicted to it. And why so we have people listen to a fucking podcast about a fantasy game in the first <laughs> place is that there's so many moving pieces. It's really just like a huge puzzle. And you get to watch a sport that you love, and then you have all these rooting interests. So, you know, it's it's a tough one for me to take, especially since I love Kuhn so much, and I can't believe sitting here in game week twenty eight that I haven't owned him all season. It seems insane. He's usually the first name in my team sheet. And yeah, we just, talked it about it on Slack after the explosion and your disaster. It was like you were getting by without Kuhn, but this was only going to last so long. I mean, like yeah. He can't just keep having these good fixtures and you keep not having him before he doesn't punish you as his ownership climbed. And yeah. going into game week twenty seven, last game week in the top ten K is owned by forty four percent. Like that's yep. absurd. Like that's yep. probably sixth or seventh highest owned player in the game in the top ten K. So yeah. it just got to that level really, really quickly. Yeah, as it should have. I mean, as that's it should have. Yeah, should have happened. And that's why we did it. This is who he is. Yeah. All right. What else? Um, should we talk about Arnie? Like that kind of cheap, like range? value mid. Yeah, the yeah, value like Ar- mid range. I mean. Yeah, I mean, we were talking a lot about Arsenal last pod because they had that good game, and then they were fucking diabolically bad against Spurs. So but. bad. They have City that they need to get out of the way, and then they have a good run. So they've been a schizo team, and they've been so bad on the road, which makes it difficult to think that all of a sudden, even against bad sides, they're going to start turning it on and putting two, three goals in on the road. But I mean, Ramsey's a little bit of a fucked up mess, and Mctarian's a little bit more expensive in that bracket. Um, I still think both could be good, but definitely want to try and dodge the City game if possible. But Arnie, yeah, like you're mentioning, even Shakiri to a lesser extent, he's got like two and two. He's been doing really well lately. There are, and Lingard's still starting at six one, even though United are so bad. But he's still playing with on paper good players around him. On paper, though, <laughs> exclamation yeah. point! On paper, yeah. I don't know if I'd go Lingard. I, Probably not. I, he, he's getting yeah. subbed like he's like his name is Juan Mata, and 
he hasn't been returning for a while. I'm just throwing his name out there because he's six yeah, one. He's on United yeah. playing in the hole. But yeah, I think there's a lot of value in that bracket right now. And Arnie, as we saw, even though it looks like Chikorito's back in, so he's probably not going to be playing out of position. That's what but I was even on bring the up, yeah. even on the wing, I mean, he's still pretty cheap. And you know, he's he if he's motivated, which he looks like he has been, and you know, he scored first game back in. He's a good pick, you know. He's, he's someone we always, even when he played for a worse team in Stoke and was not playing out of position, he was in our, in and out of our teams, you know, for the last couple of years anyway. So. Yeah, and I, like just, I didn't watch that, that match live, and so I watched back Match of the Day highlights, and I was looking at stats and, like, heat maps and stuff, and he wasn't, he definitely wasn't still out of position. The majority of the game, he was super wide on the wing, but... He got in the middle and got really good chances that, you know, even though his actual goal was pretty weird, lucky deflection, like he could have easily had a a goal in one of his earlier chances. And I don't know, he just on average was still way further forward than than Chicharito. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a hard time reading it because the whole reason I bought into him the first time around was because he was out of position, but... He still just looks so good. Like he just looked like by far the best player on the pitch and in highlights and stuff. So and the stats reflect that too. So yeah, I'm into Arnie and obviously Shaq's been fantastic for me. So Yeah, they're both good buys. Yeah, and and yeah, with Arsenal I, I totally agree. And we, we said this before you know, this run even started. We said this after game week twenty five when Mick and Oba were just getting there that I'm not really interested until game week 29, and so here we are, and they've been good one game and terrible the next game, and yeah, I don't know, still good value probably. Yeah, um, I think also let's just quick touch on defense. It's we're kind of starting the the exodus of money out of defense and into mm-hmm. attack, um, and when the top teams aren't keeping clean sheets, at really they need to be doing it really at like a 50 percent rate to justify the. Outlay, um, especially when there are players like Arnie who have you know double return potential um, coming into the four at similar prices, and I don't know. United are looking a little bit wobbly, and Chelsea have some bad fixtures. City don't seem to stay focused to keep cleans. They just score seven goals. They don't really give a fuck. Spurs could be a good place to buy. I mean, Dave Ben Davis is still starting consistently over Rose. He had the assist against Arsenal, but their fixtures get pretty good for clean sheets for the next, you know, four. They have Palace, Huddersfield, Bournemouth, Newcastle. They could keep four, um, even though they'll probably still, unfortunately, have Lloris in goal. But Davis at five six. I mean, the center backs are like six. Vert, I don't know. Toby's going to come back in. I, I like that. Right now, yeah, and this is kind of I feel like leading into what I talked about earlier in the pod with Spurs and Liverpool. It's just for almost the entire season, it was just City are still obviously the best team. They've been the best team all season, but it was kind of just okay. United is the second best team. Chelsea kind of close behind them, and then Spurs and Liverpool fighting for the fourth spot. And, like, the tide has just turned a lot over the last, like, month or so, where it's just been, like, actually Spurs and Liverpool, in whatever order, are the second and third best teams. It seems pretty clear, like, statistically, eye test, all that shit. And United and Chelsea, where we had a lot of, where a lot of people had a lot of defensive assets and fantasy assets have just been 
bad and they've been faltering. And I totally agree. I recommended Spurs defense to someone on Slack like last night. Like, I think I would even just go for just for the total safety. Like, we don't know what's up with Toby. He'll come back soon and, and Sanchez will probably be dropped. I still a little bit fear the fullback rotation, especially with Champions League back. You know, they're going to have their second leg in between two game weeks. Who knows? Maybe Davis plays Champions League and they rotate in the league. I'm just scared of it. And Verde at six is still good value, and he's been nailed all year. He will continue to be nailed all year. And, yeah, three or four clean sheets in the next four is, is very, very realistic for them. So that's great, and I think Liverpool too. I mean, I think a lot of people are doing stuff that's like Automendi to VVD or Alonso yeah. to VVD. That's a popular yeah. move. Yeah, that's a good that's a good swap too. And I'm definitely, you know, Smalling, we'll see, but he's back. I mean, he's probably going to have to be ripped out immediately. I'm probably going to just keep him until he doesn't start that first game, but um, he's going to have to go really soon. And yeah. I mean, they have to, you look at my defense and it's like, what the fuck was I doing? Like all of a sudden I have like, Laporte and Smalling alongside like Duffy and Agbana. I'm just like, am I gonna have to fucking take a minus eight for the two guys that I just brought in like the last two game weeks? Yeah, you might. Might have and to. Then lo- and look, looking at the cheap bracket, is there any reason to look past Swansea if you're going there? I mean, I would almost double on Swansea rather than have to get a different team with four or five defenders looking at their fixtures, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's easy as could be that Swansea, Swansea are the pick of the litter. I mean, they're yeah. just, they're just playing with all of the momentum. They look like they're like having fun. Carvajal's a fucking wordsmith genius. I love that man. And yeah, there's not much much thought. They've been playing a lot of three at the back, which means Naughton is back to being a wing back. Came in with an assist, eleven pointer this week. They're just fucking good. There's, yeah, there's like, no, don't, no one else really. Yeah, they look at Leicester. They have good fixtures, but yeah. they just don't seem to keep cleans too consistently. I'm not sure, and um, I just don't like any of the defenders on any of those teams. Really, like Stoke, I guess, but like, that's fucking Stoke. People I don't are know. bringing in Stoke because they play in game week 31, which is the yeah. classic like error that we always yeah. talk about, and it's like yeah. Have fun with Bauer. He just got you three points in two game weeks. His next three leading into his fixture in game week 31, the reason you bought him are at Leicester, at Southampton, home city. Like, good luck. Like, that's yeah. that's four points in three game weeks. So, yeah. Fuck. yeah. I just don't, I just don't love it. Swans in, dude. Swans are fucking good. Yeah, Swans in. And fucking Burnley. I'm so finished with Burnley. Burnley is Damn it. awful. If they don't keep a fucking clinch against Southampton this weekend, next weekend, oh my god. They will not. I will be so upset. They'll probably concede on 89th minute again. Those fucking cocksucks. They're just bad. This is, yeah, if I was like an who owner, we thought they were, if I, mean, I was Everton's owner or one of those kind of clubs who was like looking to dice, this would be a gigantic red flag that back to back seasons they get to fucking whatever, 35 points or whatever the fuck bullshit number they're on, and then they just are the worst team in the league from that point on. Yep. Like, they're the worst team. They're so fucking bad. They can't score. They can't keep cleans. They're just horrible. They are bad. And it's like, I don't know, that's that's a little too pulis for me, you know? Like, 
Yeah. I mean, they have actually had pretty bad injuries. They've had like a few to defense, and then DeFore out is is pretty big for them. DeFore out is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But I take your point. I mean, when when Carvajal is able to rattle these wins off, and other teams with similar players are able to score more than one goal every three games, you know, you got to look at the manager there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Anything else? What What are we doing here? I'm fucking getting depressed again. What do we make of Vardy? Is there anything I fucking there? hate. I fucking hate him. I think it's a really bad pick, and it's I think very I annoying I, that he's come off for people. Because I agree. I think he looked like an awful pick about a month ago, and yes. Leicester have been very bad. Like they've looked bad pretty much every game for the last five or so. But Vardy keeps fucking scoring. They get a pen. He does a little bullshit. He gets one chance. He scores. I, I think if I had him, I would be looking to get rid of him as fast as possible, regardless of the fixtures. I and mean, he has, he has seven shots in the last four matches, and he has yeah, four goals. Th- yeah, that's. I mean, those are like midfielder numbers. That's, that's not what you want to be paying awful. a mid to premium price striker. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's the conversion rate. I mean, if if you told me he was going to have seven shots in the last four games, I would say maybe he has two goals at most. At most, and he's sitting yeah. here with four. You know, so it's it's the kind of thing. It's it happens. The, the margins yeah. are slim. I mean, he's still yeah. like good, but and he takes his chances when offered. But I'm just like, oh god, get out of my fucking yeah, just face! Fuck off. <laughs> Leicester score one goal, they get beat two one. It's always Vardy. It's just like I'm tired of them. They're tiresome. Yeah, there's all these under the radar forwards popping up. Like Benteke, very under the radar, has six straight games with a return. Just fucking oh. mental. But Palace's fixtures are terrible. And then Niaz, I don't. I don't think he's created know. one chance for the assist. I think they've all either been like like drawing a penalty or yeah. just something off his dick into someone else's path. I honestly, or maybe he had like one that he, he had like one that goal. was like a header down to someone. Yeah, but it's he's not like creating chances. Yeah, it's it's, he has more assists than like Kane. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, Benteke is awful. <laughs> he is awful, and he just keeps getting assists. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous! He yeah. is so bad. It's good. It's probably good for everyone that Palace have bad fixtures because otherwise people would be bringing him in. I wish they were. I needed some help. Please yeah. bring Benteke in if you're over fifty k because I need that assistance. Yeah, yeah. I like Aubameyang though. I do say I think we'll probably touch more on Arsenal next pot after they get destroyed by City. But with lockout for two months or six weeks or whatever now, there's Wait, no one else. I missed that. What? Yeah, he's out for six weeks. He had some knee scope or something like that. He played so like five minutes. Yeah, I don't know. He's out of the picture. So okay. <laughs> it was the other thing that was encouraging was you know you see Wenger treating Lacazette with kid gloves and playing him seventy minutes. Like Aubameyang came in, played ninety right away. Like he's gonna ride him like a horse. So yeah, no, I'm still my my shout of two or three weeks ago where I was like maybe Kuhn out game week twenty nine after again they destroy Arsenal. And then Abba in for Kuhn. I still think that's in the cards. I mean, yeah, I think that's pretty. It's pretty good. It's it's risky, but it's the kind of thing that maybe people will take three weeks longer than us to get rid of Kuhn. Don't you know? say us. And people don't put like me us. in your good FPL manager like group. I'm not with you there. <laughs> people might take three ish weeks longer to get rid of Kuhn than someone like me. 
And maybe I can get an edge then if he's dropped or if Jesus is playing or whatever. So I don't know. But then there's also Son, who I guess a lot of people wrote in about Son and and where we think and he should go and should we keep him or what? I don't know. What do you think about Son? I've had him forever at this point. I just don't trust Pochettino to play his best team. And if he plays Lucas over Son one time, he is immediately out of my team if I own Son. Yeah. Until then, though, I think it's a solid hold. He's That's still not that. Ex- yeah, he's yeah. still not that expensive, and he hasn't like looked that good lately. And God knows he's not been returning lately. He's also getting subs, so there are definitely some red flags there. But I could see spending a transfer on him if the rest of your team's like really solid and you have nothing else to do. But I feel like you'd probably be better placed to spend it in defense or or even maybe like goalie, just because they had a really tough run. They had United, Liverpool, Arsenal their last three, and even though they have they did score some goals in there that he was uninvolved in, they're not easy fixtures. But you look at it, you know, last home banker they had Everton, he scored thirteen. West Ham at home, he had nine, and then Southampton at home, he had fourteen. So if he's able to batter the minnows, they have Huddersfield and Newcastle coming to home soon. They have Palace and Bournemouth away. Those are all very, very, very good fixtures for them. So I would yeah, probably that, hang on. I would hang on to some. That's my read on him too. And and people have been, I feel like, surprised when I say that I'm probably looking to keep him. But, but to me, it's just it's not even just what he's done lately or earlier this season. He did the same last season. Like his minutes per return ratio is outstanding. And it always has been. He just hasn't gotten consistent minutes. But I feel like him, or, or Potch rather, like inserting Son into the starting lineup, going to four at the back, was really like the Spurs' turning point in the season. And he's been so fucking good. And if he can just hang on a, to, to his starting spot a little bit longer for this run of four games, that's so good. I just He always returns when he gets minutes. I think it's it's like a... A pretty cheeky hold, even though he's probably going to like price drop, and I'm sure a lot of people are getting rid of him. So, yep. Um, All right, yeah. let's box it. Let's yeah. go to caps. Well, I don't know. Should we even go to caps, or should we just do that next pod? Oh, are we going to do another pod before the game week? I think we have to because it'll be after the FA Cup games, and okay. we'll know yeah, the sure. blanks. Yeah, we'll know yeah, that, that sounds good. Let's do that. We'll do. We want to do like Wednesday or Thursday pod next week. Yeah, Wednesday or Thursday pod next week before the game we'll week, do, and we'll yeah. do we'll talk blanks and we'll go caps and we'll talk about our moves and stuff. And yeah, I mean, let's max thirty minute pod. That'll let's be a short that pod. This short. is a short yeah. pod. That'll be a short pod. But okay, the more pods, the merrier. You know, as as has been said. So I agree along. Um. Good job are there, by you. Are there any asses to slap? Let me check. No, this out dude. Right no there. one's joined Slack. I think because we haven't. We stopped talking about it. Well, also because like we had a huge influx for the cup. Yeah, we've been very unfocused on Slack, and well, focused in Slack, but not on promoting Slack. Did we, get, we do a quick little PSA on Slack? You, I mean, people can still join. It's, it's yeah. Do just, do a PSA while I look up if I need to read anyone's name. All right. Yeah, I mean it's it's still patreon.com slash fmlfpl. We have our Slack channel on there. We have our prize league where we give out the mugs that you guys hear us housekeeping on each pod. Um very minimal investment for a lot of fun, a lot of good banter in there, a lot of good guys, global global Slack, people from Australia, Scandinavia, England, Ireland, US, Canada, all over the place, India. Uh it's just good time. And we are gonna be keeping the Slack open during the off season but not charging. 
And we're all we're going to be doing pods for the World Cup, and we're going to be doing World Cup fantasy. We'll have a league for that. We'll probably do some prize for that or something like that. So it's never too late to join. It's never too late to sign up. Um, we're you know it's going to be firing all all the rest of the game weeks for this year, off season, going into next season. It's just a fun time, and it's pretty cheap. So check it out. I love that you said great guys because there's also one girl. Great, great gun, bunch of guys. One girl. Great yeah, girl. She holds her own. Great she girl. She holds her own. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I think there is one ass to slap, and it's Jonathan DeSimon or DeSimone. One of Get those. Get in, two. John. Yeah, Jonathan. Good job by you, dude. Yeah, yeah Jonathan. Um, check us out! FMLPL.com. Follow on Twitter at FMLPL. Support us at Patreon.com slash FMLPL. And cheers!